Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is, I won't say it again. She is wearing a hat today. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Do not let that if somebody, catch on. You know, somebody out there, if somebody were to, if somebody were to, so that's like one of the, not a trucker hat, but it's got the mesh back, right? Mm-hmm. I like those hats. I do too. If somebody were to get you a hat, hypothetically, mm-hmm. hypothetically, either say a, 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 a co-host mm-hmm. or say a member of the TFT army okay. out there. If they were to get you a hat mm-hmm. that said Duchess of the Dorks. Oh, I'd be so pumped. Interesting. I'd be real pumped about that. Also, I mean, if you calling me that nickname allows me to wear hats every single day or close to every day, I will let you call me that because I'm... You'll let me call you an ash hat? <laughs> I'm a big hat girl. So if that's like a trade-off that we can make where Adam's not like looking at me like, why is she wearing a hat to the office every single See, day? But the thing is, you do a lot of like sponsored interviews. You do a lot of things that require right. you to be yeah professional. Yeah, as professional as we, we- can be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Do we first fourth through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hathaway, Sean Burnett, Ed McElroy, and uh, Jacob John. Welcome, Welcome in, guys. in, fellas. Jacob John's a name I haven't heard in a while. Hi, Jacob. Yeah, he's back. Today's Thursday, November fifth, twenty twenty. 21 days till Thanksgiving. It is three weeks from today. Holy cow. I I, want to be on. And this is me as a friend. This is me as a friend. You need to start your preparations now. Like now is the time to start dialing it up, to start getting your ducks in a row, getting your turkeys in a row for Thanksgiving, Mm. which is three weeks from today. Which leads me to the question real fast. Have you found the place to find your your, uh, turkey breast or yeah. whatever you're smoking i have i've got a butcher oh beautiful i found a butcher who does them and I i've need got to, a butcher i do need to call ahead <laughs> uh-huh. and i need to make sure i i reserve mine but okay yes I but do you have, found the place yes, good I good did. good and in fact they offered they mm-hmm. said well we smoke them here so if you just want to buy it pre-smoked i'm like that's not the point no i want to do it, I want to do it so. myself <laughs> Episode 1062, 1062 this is the danny thompson episode on today's show friends 
We're going an hour. Do it live. Evan will do it live. We are going to give you your butt groove guide for week 11. We're yeah. going to tell you what, how to sit down on your couch and watch football all weekend. We're going to give you the game plan. Then we will talk with the head coach at, of the Hearn Eagles. Undefeated, looking for their first undefeated season, I want to say since the 70s. Boy, I've got that somewhere. I probably should have that note for us. Uh, but they're going for their first, yes, yeah, I'm sorry, they're going for their first undefeated season since 1961. We'll hear from Ricky Sargent, the head coach of the Hearn Eagles. And a question maybe if you don't know the answer to, we mm-hmm. should ask, do you think that they like his players call him Coach Sargent or just Coach or like Sarge or Sargent? Like, Ooh. That's a that seems like a good question. That's a good question. So, so we will duly note that. I'm gonna write that down in my dream journal. Yep. Then back half of the show, we got the picks, my high school football predictions for Week 11 of the Texas high school football season, and then we will round it all out with America's favorite segment, free money. Final thoughts. But first, Miss Pickle, let's talk about your butt groove. You were gonna talk guide. about your uh, your viewing guide for the week. Um, we want you. To be okay. Look, hey, listen, listen. I don't mean to be Johnny Johnny Budhead around here. Eh. Okay, only now, sometimes. <laughs> but look, right now, the virus numbers are not great. This is a fact. As a result, I think, as a courtesy to society, you should spend the whole weekend on your couch watching football. There you How, go. Right? Let your wives know Everybody, that you're doing it you're to protect doing this, people. You're doing this for public health. Mm-hmm. You are taking you're taking one for the team, and yep. we appreciate it. So I need you to sit on your couch and work on your butt groove. Mm-hmm. Okay? See the two cheeks? One, <laughs> two. I'm glad that you uh, specified that for us. Uh, and I need you to watch football <laughs> all weekend. we got a bunch of games that we've got for you to stream on TexasFootball.com right now. Um, including, in fact, we've got a grand total of 37 games you can stream. Wow. Okay, so if you've never been with us for the watch guide, uh, a quick primer, we are working under the assumption that you have no more than three screens at Mm -hmm. a time. You've got TV, you've got laptop, you've got phone, okay? So you can watch three games at a time. If you've got four, buy Pickle a Duchess of the Dorks hat. Yeah, support. Right, so there you go. So couple of games tonight. There's games I want you to watch tonight. In fact, I think it's a, a pretty decent night. Yep. On the big screen tonight, I want you to watch Katie and Katie Tompkins, a game that's been rescheduled 100,000 times. And But it's a battle of unbeatens. It's Jalen Milrow and what's been an outstanding Tompkins offense, plus a really good Tompkins defense. Mm-hmm. Very good Tompkins defense going up against Katie. And I don't need to tell you about Katie. Katie is doing what Katie do. Their running game has been terrific. Uh, and, of course, their defense has been spectacular. Well, and the fact this game's actually finally happening. It's finally makes happening. It, <laughs> makes Six it, o'clock tonight. You, you can it. stream it. On, uh, that's what I would put on your TV. I believe it's text, our friends at Texan Live. Yes, Texan Live's got it. So put it, put it on your TV. On your second screen, I want you to have Port Arthur Memorial and Beaumont United. Uh, I think Memorial's the favorite in my mind in this one, but I'm very interested. I think Memorial's a bit of a sleeper right now. I think they're a really interesting team. Um, and when you take a look at 5A Division One, uh, especially when you're dealing with Region 3, I mean, there's a couple of teams that are going to be in that mix, but I think that this is a pretty good Port Arthur Memorial team off to a 5-0 and start, and their defense has been awesome. Going up with a, a challenge against this Beaumont United team that I think can score a little bit, 
So what I want to see is can they get that Can What happens when the Beaumont United the offense face off the uh, Memorial defense? I think that's a lot of fun. Watch, put that on your laptop. And then on your phone, um, I like Brian and, Col- and Killeen Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian and Killeen Shoemaker is a fun matchup. Killeen Shoemaker's off to a great start. Coach Toby Foreman's doing a great job. I think they're the favorite tonight. What does the computer say about that? That's the game that Steph will be at tonight. Yeah, he will be. Uh, yeah, he th- uh, the computer thinks that Shoemaker's a, a pretty relatively big favorite. I think it's closer than the computer thinks. I think it's a good game. I think Brian's a ga- uh, game competitor, but Shoemaker's up to a great start. If you want to get a, get like an early look at like a, a legit like sleeper mm-hmm. before we get to playoffs, look at that. The other game tonight is Cleveland Tarkington and East Chambers. I do not anticipate that game to be particularly competitive, but East Chambers looking to polish off another reg- undefeated regular season. They're one of the hottest teams in Texas. So if you want to watch them. You can do that. Okay, let's go to Friday. Friday, per usual, we got a bunch of really, really big games. And this week is like This is crazy. Okay, it's a stupid week. I don't even know where to put you for the big screen. I think that the big screen probably requires you to go Cedar Hill to Soto. That game is on the NFHS network. I believe WFAA is also going to stream it. It's the game you're going to be at. Yes. Look, it's top 10 matchup in 6A. Terrific, terrific battle. Um, and High emotions. High emotions. The <laughs> Battle of Beltline is a really, really good matchup. So uh, two great coaches and Carl Slynn and Claude Mathis. Big rivalry game. Uh, we're going to talk about, spoiler alert, we'll talk a lot about this in the picks video. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yes, watch. I will put that on the big screen. On the... Boy, it's there. You need more than three screens. Yeah. On your laptop. Oh. Highland Park, Longview. Uh oh. No. Uh oh. Wellington. Pleasant Grove, Gilmer. Really? I want you to rock Pleasant Grove, Gilmer. Okay, I didn't see Um, that one coming. I think that you've got number three versus number five, and there's a lot of emotions in this game Mm -hmm. because Gilmer has been bodied by Pleasant Grove the last top five times they've met. Pleasant Grove has knocked them out of the playoffs twice, two years in a row. And Pleasant Grove's ascent to the top of the small school 4A Division II ranks, remember Carthage was in 4A Division I, don't at me, um, has been at the expense of Gilmer. Mm-hmm. Pleasant Grove is wounded, and they're still, I don't know if they're quite as good as they were, and I think this Gilmer team is super underrated. Mm-hmm. So. That's my second game. I'll put that on your laptop. On your third matchup, boy, you can go Highland Park Longview. uh, Wellington and Wheeler. Uh, You can go Wellington and Wheeler. Is that game being streamed? I thought so. Uh, Boy, Winsboro Pottsboro is being streamed. Pilot Point Brock's being streamed. San Saba and Cisco. San Saba of Cisco is being streamed. So basically, you need to really actually, like when we say watch Fox Sports Southwest, actually do it this time because we'll be at almost all of those games. Henderson, Tyler, Chapel Hill is a play-in game. Um, Cal Allen Calhoun. <laughs> yep. It's unbelievable. Um, I think Bridge City West Orange Stars got a chance to be fun. So basically, Amarillo, Amarillo <laughs> Tesco. It's a crazy week on Friday. You need so, to have the remote going so this week. I gave you your top two. Dealer's choice on on game three. three. Okay, on your phone. Dealer's choice. But Fox Sports Southwest, of course, will have you covered. So that's that's Friday. Let's get to Saturday. On the high school ranks, I don't know. There's only one. There's only one game that I think is really really worth your time. 
Um, and that's going to be 2.30 when Katie Pato plays uh, Richmond Foster. That's a matchup of unbeatens. That'll be fun. And 2.30 happens to be the time, like, every college game is happening it's on tough. 2.30 yeah, this 2 week. Yeah, 2.30. We've got a ton of college like games, 2.30. The morning game, I need you to watch uh, West Virginia and Texas. Mm-hmm. That's 11 a.m. The other option is SMU and Temple. If SMU struggles against Temple, that would be more problematic. Yep. And you would know about that, so at that point, switch over. But I would say watch uh, West Virginia uh, and Texas. you got to go three screens at 2.30 because mm-hmm. I would do one of the screens at Katie Payto and Richmond Foster. I would do another game at um, Houston and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other one... Say what you really want to say. UTSA and Rice. <laughs> I want you to watch UTSA and Rice. But the other option is obviously... Texas Tech and TCU. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the two big options. I think App State's probably going to beat Texas State. Um, yeah, those are those are the really the three big options. But yeah, you can work yourself around, figure out what you're going to do there. And then in the nightcap, uh, you got three games. You can watch all three of them: A and M at South Carolina, Baylor at Iowa State, and then Louisiana Tech at North Texas. North Texas is a favorite. Yikes. Anyway, that's your butt groove guide. That's how you should spend your week and uh, being responsible. Mm-hmm. And, and again, doing listen, the better doing, for humanity. Doing your civic service and saying, you know what? I am going to sit on this couch. I am going to watch football. I'm going to do it for America. That's what for, the do. <laughs> for the cure. For the cure. Uh, anyway. You might be the hero of the week. <laughs> you can find the Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, High School Football Watch Guide at TexasFootball.com with stream links to 37 Texas high school football games. By the way, last night, I want to give a small shout-out here. Um, I believe it was McAllen ISD who was doing the stream. Um, I watched about a half of La Jolla Palm View. Played their first game last night, which is great. Thumbs up. Um, playing McAllen. And I've got to tell you, there are some... I've watched a decent amount of streams this year, this year. There are some streams that are, you know, it's a guy with a camera and they're moving it back and forth and they've got commentators, right? And it's okay. It's kind of what you would expect. I thought that that broadcast was excellent. And I even said, I think it's like it's like ESPN3 level quality. It's like multi-screen, decent commentators. Mm-hmm. It's very strong. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. Um, so there are some really good streams out there and our friends at Texan Live do a great job and NFHS Network tends to have great games great production quality as well so if you're worried if you've never streamed a game before you can find some really really good streams out there anyway great slate of games to watch make sure you sit on your couch all weekend we're Texas Football Today we're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State you can follow us on Twitter at TCTF like us on Facebook Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's follow us on Instagram Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball.com TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's our subscription package two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com if you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider that's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe Pickle let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the undefeated Hearn Eagles we are joined by Coach Ricky Sargent Coach how are you? Doing well, Greg. How are you, sir? Excellent. How are things in beautiful Hearn, Texas? Oh, things are going well. Yeah, I can imagine. You guys are, are off to a, a fantastic start. Now, I want let me. I, I want to ask you first and foremost about um, 
this season and how you've had to prepare differently for this season. Obviously, you know, you guys sit at 7-0 and right now. Uh, it's been a strange season for, for everybody in 2020. How have you guys adjusted yourselves uh, to, to what's been relatively strange circumstances? Well, coming into this season uh, of unknown uh, circumstances, uh, Greg, we just took one day at a time, uh, making sure that our kids were safe, our coaching staff is safe, and uh, our families are safe. And in order to do that, we had to make sure we had all the, the necessary PPEs and uh, just following uh, all protocols uh, from state guidelines uh, you know, and just uh, making sure that we did the things right uh, as far as sanitizing uh, equipment and hands and, and things like that for our kids and, and staff. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about this this particular season, because in Dave Campbell's Texas football, we predicted you guys second in district uh, behind Thorndale. Uh, we thought that it was a really tight race uh, between y'all and Thorndale and Holland. Um, and yet I've got your I've got your questionnaire you submitted uh, here. And you had said, we're going to win the darn district. We're going to win the darn district. So my question is, and you know your team a lot better than we do, what did you see in your team that we didn't? Well, Greg, first of all, I'm always going to pick our team. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick our team to, to win district because that's our goal. And uh, uh, for the last two years, uh, Holland has won our district. And uh, uh, so you guys have picked uh, Thorndale this year. Uh, what I see in our guys is our guys are, are going to come together and they're going to play together uh, as a team. But this year, uh, with the seniors that I've had, uh, those guys have been with me for four years. And uh, I'm just so excited that uh, we have an opportunity to uh, finish this regular season undefeated with those guys. Well, and you mentioned the undefeated regular season. Um, it would be the first time uh, since 1961 that Hearn has finished a regular season unbeaten. Is that, you know, I know coaches like to talk about one game at a time. You got a big game this week against Moody. I know coaches like to talk about that. But is that something you're talking about in, in the locker room about how we can go out there and do something that hasn't been done in, you know, 60 years? Well, yes, we we talk about that. Uh, I talk to our kids and, and uh, our staff about having an opportunity to do something uh, bigger, bigger than ourselves, greater than ourselves. And uh, with this opportunity, um, in speaking with the kids early on, I just wanted to make sure that they stayed focused. And uh, and now, now we're in a situation where uh, we can control our destiny and take care of an undefeated uh, uh, final, uh, final game. So, uh, Greg, it's been exciting. Uh, we talk about um, champs break. When I first came here, um, you, we hadn't won but five games, I think, in, in five years. Mm -hmm. And here it is, a coach coming in and talking about uh, winning championships and uh, everything we do. Uh, it's gonna gonna have a championship uh, type of atmosphere. Uh, our motto is together we can, and the principles we have are the four D's: dedication, determination, desire, and discipline. Uh, people thought I was crazy, even when I was in Hempstead, going in with the same uh, focus that uh, our team was, you know, gonna focus on winning the state championship. And uh, in Hempstead, five years, six years later, we're playing in the state championship game. And now here we are with an opportunity uh, to end the regular season undefeated. So I'm just so uh, 
excited and, and proud of our guys for buying in uh, to an old guy's mentality of uh, you can do anything uh, through Christ who gives you the strength. Uh, we're talking with Ricky Sargent, the head coach of the Hearn Eagles here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, um, you mentioned uh, the culture, and coaches talk a lot about that. Coaches talk about instilling a culture and, and making sure that they, they buy in. You're now in your fourth year there. Um you know, obviously, some sometimes that thing takes some time. It takes some time to to buy in. Can you tell a difference between now and maybe when you first came came on, as far as kids buying in on on what you're selling? Well, four years ago, the first group of seniors that I had, uh, they are the ones who started uh, building that bridge for these young guys uh, to cross over. Uh, my first year. Uh, we've made it to the playoffs for the first time in uh, 21 years and uh, won the district championship for the first time in 34 years. So that was a foundation uh, set for, for these guys. And uh, I'm just excited that uh, they continue uh, to believe and, and have a buy-in in our program. Coach, one of the big differences between last year and, and this year, I think, has got to be on the defensive side. Um, last year, defense struggled at times, gave up a little more than 30 points per game. This year, you guys have cut that by, you know, to down to almost 10 points a game. Um, what has been the difference on the defensive side that has had you guys uh, rolling so far? Well, first of all, uh, we have Coach uh, Alfonso Jackson, mm -hmm. who uh, moved from being our offensive coordinator to our defensive coordinator, and uh, he has done an outstanding job uh, with our defense. And uh, we brought in uh, Terrence Tolliver, uh, who I coached in, in Hempstead, who was the number one receiver mm -hmm. uh, in, in the country, who played for LSU as our offensive coordinator this year. But Coach Jackson has done an amazing job uh, with our defense. And I don't know if you're aware that our defensive line, uh, we had three guys to intercept a football uh, in one game last week, actually. And one D-line, D, uh, defensive lineman took it to the house uh, for six points. And uh, I don't know if that's ever happened in the game of foot, in the history of football, but uh, our defense is our defense is playing uh, lights out. Yeah, I got. I don't know if we have stats on that, but that's that awesome. that seems like the kind of thing that's never happened before. Is three? You got three big boys going up there and and, and picking off passes. That's a that's that's certainly a, a, a yes, a, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so I, I do want to switch over to the offense, and I want to talk about one guy in particular that I know is 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 the straw that stirs the drink. A guy that I know you're you're awfully fond of, and that that, that that's your quarterback, Micah Smith. He's a, a two time district offensive MVP. Uh, he's a four year starter. He's a guy who's been with you the the, the whole time since you've been there. Um, I can I can look at the numbers that he's put up so far this year, uh, and I can tell you he's a good player. Uh, but you're the guy who sees him every day in practice. What is it about Micah Smith that, that sets him apart that makes him special? Uh, Micah especially. He's, he has that uh, special talent in, um, in throwing the ball. He can run the ball, and uh, he's been a, a, an amazing leader for us. I've seen him mature this, this year. Uh, he's... He's, he's really focused this year on uh, being a, a great team leader, and uh, that has made a difference in our offense this year. Uh, and finally, Coach, it's it's not uh, the 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 you got one more game to, uh, tomorrow night as you guys uh, travel to take on Moody. Uh, Moody uh, having a, having a rough year. I do think a team that is uh, that is better than their record indicates, uh, but. 
I do want to ask you, you know, a lot on the line, you know, outright district championship clinching it, uh, first district, uh, first out, uh, undefeated season in, in, in 60 years on the line. Um, how do you go about approaching this game? You guys, you know, I think, I think there, there could be a tendency to look across and be like, you know what, that's a moody team that's struggling. We should be able to go out there and, and take care of business. How do you approach a game like this that on, on one hand looks like you guys are the favorites, but on the other hand, there's so much on the line. Well, my focus will be uh, in making sure that our kids uh, just focus on uh, our th- getting better mm-hmm. each week and uh, taking care of our, our 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 offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, those things that we didn't do well last week, uh, we want to improve in that, and we want to come out of this game making sure that we're healthy and uh, you know and and uh, getting ready to go into the playoffs. He's Ricky Sargent. He's the head coach of those undefeated Hearn Eagles looking for an undefeated regular season for the first time since 1961 tomorrow night at Moody. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on such a fantastic season so far. Best of luck Friday night and into the playoffs. Thank you so much, Greg. There he goes. Ricky Sargent, head coach of the Hearn Eagles. Doing big things down there in the Brazos Valley. That's an exciting game tomorrow. They are big, big doings. Um, excited to see... Um, what they can do, and 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 look, you know, Moody's one in seven, I think. Mm-hmm. What's, a, what's their official man, record? Those are the those are the trap. Those are the games trap ones, man. Last one I mean, this season. is this is a team. Or it's one. They're one and eight. They've had a rough year, but they. I mean, you want to talk about a team that's looking for looking like you want to talk about finishing the year on a high. Uh, get a scalp. That would certainly be one. You know, Hearn's a big favorite, but at the same time, got to go out there and take care of business, and especially a lot on the line. But I know Coach Ricky Sargent's going to have them ready. Three big boy interceptions in one game. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's great. That's really and like one, that. And one, and one and one big big man touchdown. You know, I love you know I love big man touchdown. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's so. one of those things that should have been. We we need to tell Rico about that because that could go in his Rick minute thing that he does because that's that's very noteworthy. Absolutely. So. Uh, we appreciate Coach Rookie Sargent from Hearn hopping on with us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. You know what? You know why a lot of people know Hearn? Hmm. This, is, this is not particularly nice. I bet a lot of people have gotten tickets in Hearn. Yeah, big Hearn's on, Hearn's on six. Trap. Hearn's on six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're taking that to College Station, Station and you're flying, down, if you're if you're flying, mm-hmm. they yank down that speed limit. But anyway, they got a big, they got a good football team this year. And by the way, look, I'm just saying, you know, we talked a lot about um, last week about Timpson. Mm-hmm. They're in that region two or that region three rather of two A Division one. Yeah, and you start saying, why not? Like, why not Hearn? If they yeah. finish this regular season undefeated, they've already got a, a strong win over Holland, a strong win over Thorndale. Yeah. Why not? Why not Hearn? Go do it. It is week 11 of the Texas high school football season. It's the final week of the regular season for the big schools. It is the seventh week of the regular season for the... I'm sorry. Did I say small schools? Yeah, okay. Let's start over. In three, two... It's week 11 of the Texas high school football season. It's the final week of the regular season for the small schools. It is the seventh week of the regular season for the big schools. And there are big games all across the state. Let me get out in front of this right now. No. Part of the picks video. No. Yep, I'm going to say Let's it. see if anyone calls you no. out on it. No, 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 no. no. no you I'm called a, me no, Ash Hat. You no, can sit there no, and wait. No, uh, no. I've got I've to do it. Uh, uh, 
in so the first Tepper's a dumb dumb. I'm a dumb dumb, and it's just proof <laughs> that like I was thinking, like I was just moving too fast. We record the picks on Tuesday morning. The first game I preview is DeSoto and Cedar Hill, mm-hmm. and maybe my mind was just on politics and like DC. And this dumb dumb. I called it the Battle of Beltway. <laughs> what kind of dummy am I? Don't. The Battle of Beltway. No, it's the Battle of Beltline. So roast me in the comments. Please roast do. me on the text line, 972-532-6665. I know I did it. It's dumb. Sorry. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm terrified tomorrow without thinking about it now that we've made oh, fun of you so much that I'm going to end up saying it without thinking about it. I'm I terrified. I write, well, you sent me, she sent me the link last night to, to kind of proof the video and make sure everything was okay. And the first thing I said, like I heard was like, it's the Battle of Beltway. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm a dummy. Anyway. Here's the picks for week 11 of the Texas high school football season here on Texas football today. It's the final week of the Texas high school football regular season, at least for some schools. And there are massive games all across the state. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas football and texasfootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're in a week 11 of 2020 Texas high school football season, and this means different things for different teams. For 4A and below, this is it. This is the end of the regular season. There are win or go home games for a number of teams across the state. Starting on this weekend, you can find playoff brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs for 4A and below. Yes, the playoffs start next week. For 6A and 5A, of course, with the delayed start, They're still a few weeks behind, but they are getting into the real thick of district play. And as a result, I think we've got our best slate of Texas high school football games yet this season. And that is saying something. Huge games everywhere you look, but we start in Dallas. 7 o'clock Friday night at Longhorn Stadium in Cedar Hill. It's the Battle of Beltway. It's the rivalry game between DeSoto and Cedar Hill, a top 10 6A showdown. Where are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, quarterback duel. I'd love to just get really like hipster and technical and tell you, well, actually, it's this very small thing that's probably going to decide the game. But sometimes the most obvious thing is the thing that's going to be the most impactful. And to me, the fact that you have two outstanding quarterbacks is probably going to have a big impact on this game. DeSoto quarterback Samari Collier has been excellent. The Illinois commit is a superstar and a guy who I really think has taken a step forward in his development in the early part of this season. Going up against Caden Salter, the Tennessee commit over on Cedar Hill's sideline, and he can do everything. Man, I think this kid is a star. Plain and simple. And you're going to have two of the very best young quarterbacks in America going at it on Friday night. So look, in this huge rivalry game with a lot on the line, which QB stands up big? Key number two, how far has DeSoto's defense come? And that's a big question for DeSoto, not only in this game, but also, I think, for the rest of the season. Last year, DeSoto's defense was okay. It's fine. You know, there's nothing special, I don't think. But I think in the early going of 2020, they have taken a significant step forward. It's not just the superstars like Shamar Turner, their blue chip defensive end, but also a lights out secondary, a really hard hitting linebacker core. This team plays as a unit on the defensive side. The Earlier this year, they handed Converse Judson their first shutout loss in, I think, more than 15 years. This is a defense that's playing significantly better. It's going to provide a huge challenge to this Cedar Hill attack. So exactly how far has this DeSoto team come? And key number three, 
Cedar Hill's pass rush. I think if the Longhorns are going to win this game, they're going to win by getting a push up front defensively with their front four. And there's every reason to think that they can do that. I think the front seven for there is very, very talented, especially coming off of the edge. When you're dealing with guys like Harvey Dyson and Sincere Massey, they have been able to get in the backfield and cause havoc for the opposing team, especially against a dynamic quarterback like Samari Collier. That is going to be especially critical. Make this DeSoto offense uncomfortable. So... Can Cedar Hill get into the backfield and wreak havoc? Who am I picking? I'm going with DeSoto. I think the Eagles bring home a road victory in this one on the strength of what has been an excellent defense so far. I think that I'm a big believer in what they've done. I think that they've got a number of playmakers all over the field that can challenge this exceptionally skilled Cedar Hill offense and make them a little bit uncomfortable, get them out of their groove. Furthermore, I think that Samari Collier has been very sharp with the football, very smart, and they're running the ball especially well. I think this game, like most times that these two teams get together, is really close, and I think it's probably going to come down to one or two plays that one of the quarterbacks makes. But in the end, I think DeSoto comes home with a narrow rivalry win. Let's go out west, 7 p.m. Friday night at Dick Bivens Stadium in Amarillo. It's hell week. It's Amarillo versus Amarillo Tascosa in a critical panhandle showdown. One of the keys to this matchup. Key number one, flex on them. Let's talk about the Tascosa offense, which runs, of course, the flex bone. But they are a different looking flex bone offense than they have looked like in past years. Uh, they don't have Joseph Plunk, their outstanding quarterback, who has been the maestro of that offense. And instead, they've been a lot more kind of a sum of their parts. Major Everhart is probably their best weapon, but they can spread the ball around to a lot of different guys. In the past, especially with Joseph Plunk, this has been a flexbone team that has a star. I think this is instead a team that operates like most flexbones do, which is spreading the ball out to a variety of different people. So, Amarillo's had pretty good success traditionally slowing down this Tascosa team. How do they fare on Friday night? Key number two, Amarillo's quarterback revolving door. So the Sandys have had a bit of a problem under center, basically keeping their guys healthy. I think they've got a couple of really exceptionally talented quarterbacks. Will Maynard is the starter, but he's been injured for a lot of this season. Brock Wade has stepped in and performed really, really well in his stead but he's been banged up a little bit as well. We truly don't know what this quarterback situation for the Sandys is going to look like. I think that's going to put an especially big emphasis on their running game. Well, Tavon Hood, who is a game changer for them in the backfield. So when the Sandys roll out there, what does the quarterback situation look like? And key number three, rest versus rust. Let's talk about a very 2020 subject here, which is teams taking unexpected weeks off. That's what happened to Tascosa last week. They were supposed to play Lubbock High in district play. Lubbock High had a COVID-19 outbreak. They had to forfeit their game. Tascosa suddenly doesn't have anything to do last week. Meanwhile, Amarillo goes and takes down a very talented Lubbock Monterey team and does it in kind of a gutty way. So look, if you're writing the hot hand, it's Amarillo. The Sandys have played most recently. They've won, I think, an impressive game most recently. Meanwhile, Tascosa has been kind of sitting around. But that also gives them an opportunity to get healthy and rested. So, in the eternal battle of rest versus rust, where does Tascosa fall? Who am I picking? 
I'm going with Tascosa. I think the Rebels bring home a victory, yes, because of their flexible on offense. I'm always impressed with watching Ken Plunk's offense operate. But I think that their defense is really kind of flying under the radar. I think this is a defense that is very, very strong uh, and has a chance to really take advantage of what may be a wounded Amarillo attack. Now, look. I do think that Amarillo is going to be up for the challenge. And I think that, especially if they get the running game going with Tavon Hood, this game could be really, really fun. I actually think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I think both teams know each other really well and know their tendencies. But I do think that Tascosa brings home a victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lobo Stadium in Longview. Big time 5A Division I showdown as the Highland Park Scots visit the Longview Lobos. And if you, the last time you saw Longview was in their opener against Temple, I think that they have taken a significant step forward. They were not good in their opener, plain and simple, but they have really figured it out and they've gotten back to basics, running the ball with Caden Meredith, a hard-hitting physical defense as a team that's playing bully ball. They want to go out there and be more physical than the opponent, and that's how Longview tends to win. Going up against a Highland Park team that got a late start because of a COVID-19 outbreak, but since then, they have been excellent, uh, especially offensively. Braden Shager, the new quarterback, has been great. The big offensive line is grinding out, and their defense has been excellent. Just go ask Rockwall, who got shut down by the Scots a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic matchup. We've been excited about this game ever since realignment was drawn up. There is one very interesting element to this, which is Highland Park traveling. They are going two hours to Longview, and plain and simple, they don't do that. They never travel outside of DFW, basically. They played a playoff game against College Station in Waco in 2018. The last time they went any farther than about an hour and a half outside of DFW was when they played in Shreveport in 2006. Yeah, that's the year after Matthew Stafford left. So that's another big element in this game. I think this game is close. It's going to be an interesting stylistic affair, but I do think that Highland Park comes away with a narrow win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Sand Crab Stadium in Port Lavaca. A huge game on the coastal bend as the Corpus Christi Calhoun Wildcats take on the Port Lavaca Calhoun Sand Crabs. Two teams that run the ball, two teams that do things very, very differently. At first glance, you'd be like, oh, well, they're just two running teams. But they couldn't be more different. Cal Allen's style is, of course, to grind it out and to hold onto the ball and to rely on the outstanding running game of Jeremiah Earls. Three yards, cloud of dust, outstanding defense, bada-bing, bada-boom. Right? That's how Phil Danaher has become the all-time winningest coach in Texas high school football history. For Calhoun, this is a much more explosive team. They are high-powered flex bone attack. They kind of what they call like the, the flying veer, and they've got playmakers. Jerry Stewart, the quarterback, and the outstanding fullback in Steve Johnson. I mean, they hung 77 on Corpus Christi Miller. That's incredible. The offense has been excellent. This is a game decided by pace. Can Port Lavoque Calhoun get out and run? Or will Cal Allen slow this thing down? I think this game is very close, but I give the Sand Crabs a very narrow edge at home. And 7 o'clock Friday night at Fair Park Stadium in Childress. It's a big-time 3A Division II showdown. As the Childress Bobcats welcome in the Canadian Wildcats, it has been a minute since we have seen Canadian play any sort of interesting game. Right? Haven't really been challenged in like two months. They are supposed to get challenged by Spearman. That game got canceled because of a COVID-19 outbreak. And as a result, it's been probably since September mid-September that we've seen Canadian play even a competitive second half. Well, here comes a competitive team, okay? I am a big fan of this outstanding 
offense from Childress, led by quarterback Colin Bishop, uh, and I think they've got a fantastic running game as well. Freshman running back is doing a lot of good things there for Childress. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting test to see if Childress can slow down Josh Colwell in this high-powered Air Canada attack. I think the Canadian gets a scare, but I do think the Wildcats get a win. But those are far from the only big games in Week 11 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Lake Travis over Austin Bowie. Give me Lago Vista over Blanco. And I think A&M Consolidated bounced back with a win over Montgomery Lake Creek. El Dorado beats Junction. Give me Colville Heritage over Red Oak. And in a close one, I like College Station over Lufkin. Flower Mile Marcus gets by Coppell. I think Gilmer takes down Pleasant Grove in a top five matchup in 4A Division II. And in a critical showdown in district play, I like Orange Grove over Palacios. Lindale outmuscles Kilgore. Give me Texas High to take down Marshall. And Brock polishes off a perfect season with a win over Pilot Point. Poth keeps rolling with a win over Natalia. Richmond Foster beats Katie Pato in a battle of unbeatens. And I like Port Arthur Memorial over Beaumont United. El Campo gets by Needville. Top five matchup in 2A Division II. I like Wellington over Wheeler. And in a game that's been rescheduled like 17 times at this point, I think Katie beats Katie Tompkins. Center over Rusk, Die Ball over Cold Spring Oakhurst, and Dumas wins a district title with a win over Pampa. The strangest game of the year, I like 1-0 Raymondville over 0-1 Port Isabel for a playoff spot. I like Sherilyn Pioneer to beat Sherilyn, and give me Odessa Permian over Odessa. Big action in San Antonio, I like Ciblo Steele over San Antonio Wagner. I'm going to go with San Antonio Johnson over surprising San Antonio Roosevelt, but keep an eye on that one. And I'm going to go with Smithson Valley over New Braunfels. I like Laredo United South over Laredo Alexander. Big game at the graveyard. I like San Saba over Cisco. And give me New Deal to get by sundown. Argyle finishes perfect with a win over Paris. Idlew finishes perfect with a win over Lubbock Roosevelt. And Hamlin finishes perfect with a win over unbeaten Lockney. I like Rockdale over Lorena. Give me Pottsboro to take down Winsboro. And Gunner beats SNS Consolidated. And a pair of huge six-man games in the final week of 1A play. I like Strawn to get by rival Gordon. And give me Jayton, just barely, over Motley County. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games I leave out? Comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming this weekend, Texas High School Football Playoffs at TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. So be there. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week 11 of the Texas high school football season. Be safe. Wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for week 11 of the Texas high school football season. There and is, the Battle of Beltway. And the Battle of Beltway. Uh, <laughs> there is a huge bummer in there. Is there? Yes. Raymondville Port Isabel got canceled. Mm, mm-hmm. That was, if you missed it, that was 1-0 Raymondville against 0-1 Port Isabel for a spot in the playoffs. But Port Isabel is unable Darn to field it. a team. And so Raymondville does make the playoffs. They're looking for another game. But I was... I was Wait, were they the ones that were 0-1 or 1-0? They were 1-0. So they oh, will go... They will, but that's that would have been... It would have been funny if the 0-1 team <laughs> clinched a playoff spot. But... It will be, so technically they will be 2-0 and as they go into the playoffs, mm-hmm. but on the field, unless they find a game this week, which I have not heard, maybe Step can jump in and slack and let me know. Yeah. Um, I have not heard if they found a game, but if they do not find a game, that means that on the field, they will go into the playoffs having played one game, and it was like six weeks ago. Against, I think Welcome they beat like PSJ Southwest or something, oh, or that goodness. might have been important. I don't know. In any case, it's nuts. But as always, I guarantee to you, 
that I got at least one of those right. At least one of those right. I think I picked like 44, so if I don't get one of those right, then shame on me. Yeah. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right. So I do have a thought for final thoughts. I have a couple of thoughts, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go ahead and... Why would you do that when the rundown says it's time for free money? Free money. <laughs> My college football picks against the spread. Nothing Boo. makes me happier than free money. And that's why I hate it so much. Similar week last week, four and five. Started off rough, but I rallied in the league. Yeah, I was rounds. getting pumped. Four and five last week. Uh, our record for the year is 32 and 26. On the year, which we're is, creeping up into that losing category. Mm, need a big week. You're right. I I would I would contend that this we is a very important a week. Colossal um, pooping uh, of a week. Okay, that's your line. I I would never say something like that. that there's is, no way. I have receipts. There's no sir. way that you can find anything that suggests that. <laughs> Don't make so, me pull up the receipts. Uh, I believe there's is there nine one two three four five six seven eight nine games supposed to be ten, but UTEP and FIU got got banged um a lot the of games train. this week yeah everyone's afraid of the minors everyone's they're, afraid of the minors they're they're literally jumping ship trying not to play nobody not wants, to play the minors everyone wants a piece of these minors nine games this week let's start in philly all right that was a lot uh number 18 smu traveling up to philly Thank to you. take on Temple 11 a.m. on Saturday. SMU favored by 17 and a half in Philly. Thank you. Um, all right. Here is the bottom line of it. Temple, not a great team. Not a great team. Offense, not super great. This is a team that I do not think most especially. Uh, I do not think they can run the ball. They are very much reliant on throwing the ball a lot which has been a bit of an issue for SMU in the past, but I don't think they're good enough Mm-mm. to make up for that. Furthermore, the other question for me is going to be, um, what do you do with, uh, is Temple going to be able to hold down this SMU offense? Which, by the way, Temple's uh, Temple most especially is very bad kind of everywhere on defense, but most especially they are not good against the run. This needs to be a big game for Ulysses Bentley. Um, I think he needs to come out and have a big game. Mm-hmm. 17 and a half is asking a lot, though. Especially on, on the, the road. road. You're asking a lot. Time I, change. I am cold. Time change, early kickoff time change, outdoors at Lincoln Financial Field. I am going to lean to Temple and the points here. The reason I am saying that is only because I think that SMU wins by two touchdowns and not. Three. I was gonna say winning by two touchdowns is a good is a great game. I think right. SMU is going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game handily. I don't think this game is going to be much in doubt. But seventeen and a half is asking a lot. Even just especially 17. against a, yeah, especially like. against a team that can throw the ball that is at home with an early kickoff and a time change. Uh, I lean towards SMU. Let me see if I can find some some. Yeah, it might be a little bit more lenient if it was seventeen, but seven that that half really kind of knocks it out of. Yeah, out of range I just there. I don't know. I am I'm just a little bit leery uh, of that. I am going to go with uh, with with Temple and the points. Although it is worth mentioning 
Uh, Temple is only one in three against the spread this week or this year. So you, you already made your pick. I, uh, I'm taking Temple plus seventeen and a half. What's next, pickle? Up next, head over to some Big Twelve action. West, by God, Virginia, heading on to take on number twenty-two Texas Longhorns, eleven a.m. on Saturday. Texas favored by six and a half at Darrell K. Royal. Yeah. So, but, I mean, look on paper, on paper. I think that Texas should win this game. On paper, I think that this is a team that especially should be able, you know, I think that I, I don't think that West Virginia's offense is anything special. And I think that especially um, one thing that's the only thing that kind of scares me a little bit is that they are able to throw the ball a little bit in Texas, as we know, has not exactly been uh, very, very helpful. Here's why I'm going to take West Virginia in the points here. I'm going to take West Virginia in the points is because I don't know if I just necessarily trust uh, Texas to to come out and play a full game. I think that they're coming off of a very uh, uh, emotional win mm-hmm. over Oklahoma State, and all you're asking them to do is to meet those expectations. I'm going to take West Virginia in the points. I think Texas probably wins. I think this is a squeaker. Uh, and furthermore, I do think that West Virginia's defense is going to be able to fluster Texas a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take West Virginia plus six and a half. Um, I think that I, I like the I like the underdog here. Again, I think Texas wins. Mm-hmm. I think this game is too close for comfort. Maybe I'm a believer in the Tom Herman as a favorite versus Tom Herman as an underdog uh, thing. Yep. This is a game Texas should win. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I don't trust them. Yep. And I th- last I... week I should have taken Texas. I don't know if I took Texas against Oklahoma State. I should have taken Texas because Texas is an underdog. Yeah. Nobody believed in it. The thing that also make makes me always a little on my ed- like a little on edge about these Texas games are the 11 a.m. kickoff. Yeah. I don't know if they are just not good at getting up early or what. A 2:30 game, they can come out and look like a good team, and an 11 o'clock game, they look half asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take West Virginia plus six, six and a half. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's go with Houston taking on number six, Cincinnati, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. The Bearcats only favored by six at home. A lot of respect. A lot of respect paid um, to, Houston. to Houston in this one, and I think that there's a couple of reasons why. One of them is that I do think that I think Vegas really appreciates the Houston offense, mm-hmm. and I do too, um, most especially – I think that they think they're going to be able to move the ball. Now, Cincinnati's defense has been really good, and that's something that I think is 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 worth mentioning. I think that Cincinnati's defense has been really good, and you should pay a lot of attention to it. But with that said, I do think that the other side of the ball, I don't have a ton of faith in the Houston defense to be able to slow down what's been a very, very good and diverse Cincinnati offense. Most especially, this is a team that runs the ball very well, and I do not think that Houston has shown a particular propensity to be able to slow down the run. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result, I am going to take Cincinnati, especially, especially you're talking about on the road. Yeah. That's a lot against the number six team. I think there's, I think this is the line is a lot of respect for Houston. Mm-hmm. But I think that Cincinnati really is that good, especially being at home. I mean, I, at least by a field goal, like add, give, give me nine. I you like know? the bear. I like the Bearcats in this one. I'm going to take Cincinnati uh, plus uh, minus six in this one. I think they're able to uh, to hold serve at home and, and get a win. Most especially, I think they're able to run the ball, and I think that the Cincinnati defense could give um, Houston a little bit of trouble. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati minus six. What's next, Pickle? All right. 
Hold on to your butts, folks. We got UTSA taking on Rice, 2.30 p.m. Saturday in Houston. And guess what? Your Rice Owls Hoot. favored Hoot. by five. Hoot. Hoot. Your um, Rice Owls. <laughs> first of all, first of all, love this matchup. <laughs> just love this matchup. Love everything about it. This is right in the wheelhouse. Love everything about it. I guess the big the big question is: Are you a believer in the new look Rice defense? Because mm-hmm. the new look Rice defense so far through two games, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Not Looks like terrible. things are trending in the right way. Um, if you if you are a believer in the Rice defense, then I think that you have every reason to believe that they're going to win this game. Um, UTSA has been a team that has played a very tough schedule. I think. But they've come out the other side, and they I think disrupt people. they they disrupt people. They play they play ugly games. <laughs> um, that's what makes this a really tough game to call because they both play ugly games. Because I think five points is about right. It's either going to be decided by seven or it's going to be decided by three, mm. right? I could also see, by the way, I could also see UTSA winning this game outright. I can. Now, with that said. I do think there is something to be said about the fact. I do think I, there's I something you're going to be like, torn. <laughs> I really am because on one hand, I do think that UTSA's quarterback problems are a big are an issue. They're mm-hmm. not able to have that consistent threat. And if you're letting Rice, who's been very good against the run, if you're letting them stack up against the run, I think Rice is really going to have trouble. Uh, I think UTSA is really going to have trouble moving the ball. That said, UTSA has also played six games, mm-hmm. and that is an advantage. I'm going to take the Owls at home. I'm going to take Rice minus five. I don't feel great about it. In fact, I believe Bill Conley at SB Nation, his SP Plus rankings disagree with me. I'm going to take Rice minus five. I think they okay. I think they win this game by about a touchdown. I think it's close. I think five is a, is a very it's a thinker of a line. Mm-hmm. And see, okay, here here's my opinion on this one. Mm-hmm. I think that you look at this matchup and you think, okay, it's two teams that typically they play some dirty games. Like this this would be a back and forth kind of thing. Like we're not going to expect much high scoring. I would not be surprised. I'm not saying it will happen, but I would not be surprised if one of these teams makes a big statement in this game, yeah. saying, look, if we mm-hmm. really wanted to be counted for real. In Conference USA, at least, we have to go out there and just blow these people out of the water. Mm-hmm. And I think either team has potential to do it, to be right. honest. I think you're right. It is a really fascinating game. I am going to take Rice minus five. What's next, Pickle? Up next, heading back to the Big 12, Texas Tech Red Raiders heading over to Fort Worth to take on TCU 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. TCU favored by nine and a half in the Carter. Yeah, um, I like TCU in this one. And, mm-hmm. and, and the reason I like TCU in this one is that I just do not believe that as bad as Texas, as bad as TCU's offense has been at times, I think they are starting to round into form. And I think that what you saw was them be able to do some really nice things against especially on the ground mm-hmm. against Baylor last week. They didn't ask Duggan to do everything. They didn't ask Duggan to do everything, and that's against a good Baylor defense. They are now going up against what is, let's say, a below-average Texas Tech defense. Mm-hmm. As a result, um, and then also, I do think that the TCU defense, TCU, Gary Patterson tends to have a way to game plan for Tech's offense. Tech's also on the backup quarterback. Um, there's just a lot. I mean, they 
I don't know. I think a lot of things point to TCU in this one. I've been wrong before, especially about Tech. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've gotten a Tech game right this year. <laughs> so I am going to take TCU minus 9.5, especially at home. I like that one. Um, furthermore, let me make sure I got this. Uh, Tech is just 2-4 and four against the spread this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not been a covering machine. The only games uh, that they were able to cover Texas. Uh, was Texas and then West Virginia, Virginia yeah. which were bona fide upsets. Here's the thing. I think either TCU covers or Tech wins outright. I think it's one of those two. I, I don't think there's like a TCU three-point win in there. That's just my thought on the matter. I'm going to go with TCU. I think they're trending in the right way. I like TCU minus nine and a half. What is next, Pickle? Some SEC action is the number seven. Texas A&M Aggies head over to South Carolina 6 p.m. on Saturday. A&M favored by 10 on the road against the Gamecocks. They are, and that's probably because I don't think South Carolina's super good. Yeah. Um. I think that I think that they they might in fact be ready to move on from William Muschamp. Um. It's tough. I think that as I, I think what what a lot of this comes down to is do you think that A and M's offense has figured it out? Mm-hmm. Do you think that A and M's offense has figured out what they are and they're clicking on all cylinders? Because if they are, I think they're going to be able to move the ball, especially on the ground against a South Carolina team that's not very good Mm -hmm. defensively. Now, look, I do think that the defense is going to be able to get challenged. And one thing that I have a big eye on, here's the reason that I'm going to take A&M minus 10. Okay? Even double-digit road favorite makes me nervous. The reason, I don't think South Carolina can protect their quarterback. Mm. I don't think South Carolina can protect their quarterback. And as a result... I think DeMarvin Leal, I think that big front is going to feast. I think they're going to be able to get in the backfield and make some plays. I think as a result, I think A&M, I'll say this. I think I'm going to limb. Okay. Because why not? I think A&M scores on defense. I think right. A&M wins this game. I think they win this game by about two touchdowns. I like A&M minus 10 in this one. I think South Carolina is a team that took a pretty big hit from the lack of fans because of COVID, too. Because that's, that's a team that Normally, even when they're not very good, they've got an unbelievably that's another thing. crazy crowd. Normally, you'd look at that and you'd be a little bit scared. Because yeah. You're like, ooh, boy, going on That's the not where you want to play. I just don't think the road is no. that big of a deal, especially in the SEC, as much as it usually is. No, yeah. Plain simple. And so as a result, I like, uh, I like A&M minus 7. Or minus 10, rather. Definitely like a minus seven. If you can give me minus seven, minus take a minus seven. Uh, I would say uh, eight and minus ten. What is next, pickle? Up next, back to the Big Twelve we go. Baylor making the trip over to number seventeen, Iowa State, six p.m. on Saturday. Iowa State favored by fourteen, and you are skeptical, but you also don't want to believe in Baylor. Fourteen's pretty rich, mm-hmm. especially against a good defense, um, but. This is the definition of getting your hand burnt multiple times. <laughs> Man. You keep touching the stove. <laughs> here's the thing, okay? Oh, golly. <laughs> yeah, I'm done picking Baylor. I'm done picking Baylor. I've been burned too much. Here's the thing about it, okay? If Baylor is ever going to start moving the ball effectively on the, on the the on through the air, it starts this week. Because Iowa State terrific against the run. Mm-hmm. One of the best rush defenses maybe in the Big 12, right? Basically, yeah. uh, one of the best rush defenses in the Big 12, okay? That's one thing. Furthermore, furthermore, their secondary, their pass defense, beatable. Mm. Beatable. They're beatable. So if Baylor's ever going to wake up offensively, it's this week. 
That said, I think the other side of the ball is also a problem because I do think that Iowa State has a pretty effective running game. Uh, Baylor against the run, especially last week against TCU, was pretty ineffective. As a result, I think, think 14 is a great line, mm-hmm. and normally I'd give the benefit of the doubt to, to, to Iowa State or to Baylor, but I am I'm, I'm done getting burned. Done getting burned. You've heard me too many times, Baylor. I'll take Iowa State minus 14. And uh, cause, let me look at this. Let me make sure if I've got this. Because I'm fairly certain that Baylor has been like terrible against the spread this week, this year. That Let's would not surprise out. me whatsoever. Yeah, Baylor's one, two, and one against the spread. Just ugly against the spread. I like Iowa State minus 14 in that one. Finally, Pickle. Or do we have two more? No, just one. Just one more. Yep. Ooh, I forgot. Oh, what? Did you forget one? Did we skip over the Texas State game? Texas State, Appalachian State? Oh, we did skip over that. Do you want to pull that up? Do you have a yeah, we'll, graphic for it? Yeah, we'll go back right I was here. Say. Oh, their logos are all messed up. Anyway, well, we'll go here. Um, Appalachian State headed down to take on Texas State 2 p.m. We're yeah, going backwards in time. Saturday, App State favored by 17 and a half on the road. Yeah, and, and a big reason why they're favored by 17 and a half on the road uh, is because th- Vegas has no faith in the mm-hmm. Texas State offense right now. Like, none. And the, uh, there's there's ample reason to, to understand that, especially against Appalachian State, whose defense has been really good. Really good. Um, the biggest question is going to be, can Texas State move the ball? Can Texas State move the ball? If they can, if they, especially if they can get the running game going, I think that if, if, if Texas State, I think Appalachian State, if they are vulnerable, I think it's, it's on the ground. Can Texas State establish the run, get the run game going? If they do that, I think they got a chance to keep this thing close. I just don't think I don't think I see. I think Appalachian State's actually a pretty elite team, and as a result, I'm going to take App State uh, minus 17, even at home, minus 17 and a half. It's a ton of points, but I just I just think that the Appalachian State defense is a bad matchup for Texas State, and as a result, like I just think that that's gonna that's gonna be a problem for them. So I'm going to go with Texas or Appalachian State minus 17 and a half. And finally, pickle. Now we've gotten. Now let's go forward in time. <laughs> forward in time, about four hours. Louisiana Tech heading over to Apogee Stadium to take on North Texas, 6 p.m. on Saturday. UNT favored by one and a half at home. How? Uh, I'll tell. Okay, well, that's 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 a mean question. Well, they that's lost to Rice question. last week, didn't they? That's a mean question. Didn't yeah. Louisiana Tech lose to Rice last yeah, week? I would did. assume that's probably how. And it's on the road. And it's on the road. So it's literally a pick 'em game, and North Texas got the point for being at home. I guess that's it. That's that's the only explanation. I guess that's it. But and well, and part of it here's the other part of it. Part of it is that Louisiana Tech's offense is it's it's garbage v garbage mm-hmm. is what we've got here because you got the Louisiana Tech offense, which is bad. Yes, they are bad. Going up against the North Texas defense, which is also bad. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of an interesting wash there. The other side of the ball may be, in fact, where North Texas has an advantage because Louisiana Tech is not very good on the defensive side. And the biggest question is going to be, can North Texas run the ball? Man, am I going to take North Texas when I just got done talking about how they're favored? I think I've talked myself into it. (laughs) I think I've talked myself into it. I just don't. There's so many teams in the state I just don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust Baylor. I don't trust North Texas. I don't trust Texas to cover. 
I'm going to put my hand on the stove. I'm going to take North Texas. I'm going to take North Texas minus one and a half, and I don't feel good about it. My actual advice is to stay away from it, but I'm going to take North Texas minus one and a half. So there's your free money picks. I like Temple plus, uh, plus 17 and a half at home against SMU. I like West Virginia plus six and a half at Texas. I like App State minus 17 and a half at Texas State. I like Cincinnati minus six at home against Houston. I like Rice minus five at home against Te- UTSA. I like uh, TCU minus nine and a half at home against Texas Tech. I like AM minus t- 10 at South Carolina. I like Tex- Iowa State minus 14 at home against Baylor. And I like North Texas minus one and a half at home against North Texas. Lot of favorites. Yeah. In fact, after the 11 o'clock hour, exclusively favorites. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just your week for favorites. Who knows? Anyway, tune in for another five and four, four and five. Week. <laughs> That's what it's been. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Yeah, I forgot I had a meeting I need to be on, so we got to go. Oh, crap. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, tomorrow, Mailbag Friday with Matt Stepp. Yes. Get your questions on the text line, 972-532-6665, 972-532-MONK, 972-5-DAM-OK. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Ricky Sargent of the Hearn Eagles for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Mailbag Friday. Texas Football Today. Bye. Bye. <laughs>